Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lentz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, called Pass It On. We are turning our attention now to the Word of God Going to Ephesians chapter 6 tonight, so take your Bible, open it to Ephesians chapter 6, and I'm going to do a little bit of review of where we've been to set the table tonight. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 1 through 4. If I had to entitle this message, I would call it, Pass It On, Uh, Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 4. Let's read the whole text together and then we'll pray. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, Ephesians 6, verse 2, which is the first commandment with a promise, that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. And fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, As we look at your holy word, we know that there's not only uh, things in here about our spiritual life in terms of our soul, but there's a lot of practical information. And right now, as we turn our hearts to your word, we see that this is going to go right into our homes now, whether we are parents or we've been parents or we may be in the future. And uh, that's also true for the children and teens that are in here tonight. We just pray that we'll respond to your spirit. Because our Christian life is not really measured when we're just in a church building. Our Christian life is measured when we're in our homes, in our relationships. Uh, Those are the things that I really think that you measure more than we might think. And so tonight, Father, we just want to ask for your help because none of us are perfect. None of us have ever been a perfect parent or a perfect child or teenager, but we know that through your Holy Spirit we can have what we need to allow you to control us and to let our home glorify you. There will never be a perfect home, but there can be a place where your love is seen and your grace is on display. And I pray, Father, that as we get into this subject tonight, that you would minister to us and lead us by your Holy Spirit as we look into your word, not only as merely hearers of the word, but we want to be doers. So give us that strength and that heart to do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, we do have the teenagers in here tonight. Praise God. Yeah. All right. So, you guys haven't been with us, but I want to set a little bit of backdrop. First of all, this book, Ephesians, emphasizes that salvation is by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone, plus nothing. We are saved by grace through faith. That is not of ourselves. It is a gift of God. It's not by works, lest anyone should boast. But we have been prepared for good works. And after we looked at that, we looked at Ephesians 4, verse 1, a key turning point in the letter. Look at it with me. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, Paul writes, Ephesians 4, 1, entreat you or beg you to walk or live in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. And the, the, the letter turns now with this call to let your calling by God, the calling into a covenant with God, to be uh, lived out in your walk with God. 
A good way to say it, and you've heard it before, is let your walk measure up with your talk. That's what the Bible's talking about. And then we got in, and and as we went through many things, we hit the subject of marriage, and we talked about two bookends. Move into chapter 5 with me, and here's what they are. In Ephesians 5.18, it says, Don't get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, or that's a waste, but be filled with the Spirit. And we talked about the second bookend for marriage, which is Ephesians 5.33, and it says, Nevertheless, let each individual among you also love his own wife, even as himself, and let the wife see to it that she respect her husband. If you were not here for that teaching on marriage, I highly recommend that you get that CD or go on the website and listen to it. Because there we, we examine God's plan for a wife and God's plan for a husband. And we talked about how our marriages reflect the gospel. Paul said in Ephesians uh, 5.32, this mystery is great, but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. And Paul is saying that our marriages are a message to the world. Our marriages are a message of the gospel. And we display that message by the keeping of the covenant, how we treat one another, whether or not we are willing to give up on our marriage just for things that are trivial. There are certainly some reasons why marriages may end, some biblical reasons for divorce, but those are usually very extreme reasons. Most of what happens in terms of marriages that are on the rocks or not going well is because of one word, and the word is hard to take, but the word is disobedience. We're just not doing our part. And it could be one person that's trying to do their part or both people aren't, but somewhere along the line there's been a disconnect. And we're either not loving our wife as Christ loved the church or we're not submitting and respecting our husband. And what ends up happening is there is a, an attack on the home. I don't have to tell you about the sad statistics of what's going on in America with marriages and divorce, with families, with fatherless homes, There is, in many ways, an epidemic. And so God has given us a prescription. And in these just short four verses, we're going to go right into the home and talk about, now that we've moved out of marriage, now we're going to talk about parent and children relationships. We're going to talk about how God wants that to work. And the key to the whole thing, just like when we talked about marriage, is to be filled, Ephesians 5.18, with the Holy Spirit. Because these commands are going to ask of you to do something that is not self-centered. You're going to have to be selfless to keep these commands. To submit to the authority of another is not easy, and we all know that our flesh fights against that. And so, as we move into chapter 6, verse 1, Let's notice what it says, and uh, praise God, it starts with the responsibility of children, and I'm very glad for that order. But anyway, I do want to say that when we looked at marriage, we started with the wife's responsibility, but then I said to the husbands, it's coming, guys, and most of the section is about you, and then we got our lumps, and so teenagers, children, and by the way, the Greek word here, children, is techna in Greek, or technon. It does not refer particularly to a young child, but to all offspring or sons and daughters that still live under their parents' roof. Okay? And the first uh, exhortation by Paul or command is children, 
Obey your parents in the Lord. If you like to take notes, you might want to write in your Bible, do this for the Lord's sake. Now, it's not always going to be easy to obey your parents. And certainly there is a, there's a parameter here. We're never to follow our parents into sin. If they tell us to do something that is against the scriptures, then we have to deal with that in terms of seeking outside help. But for the most part, the general command is clear. Children, you are to obey your parents in the Lord or for the Lord's sake. When we examine the Bible, what we see is when the Bible tells us to do the right thing, and we need some bigger reason, some uh, transcendent reason above just what the right thing is to do. We always see that the Bible says, do it as if you were doing it unto Jesus. Jesus said, when you did this to the least of these, my brethren, you did it for me. And sometimes, you know, there's everything in us that's saying, no, I don't want to do that. And, and the Lord's saying to us, when you feel that way, do it as if you were doing it for me. And so children, and this would include any child under the parent's roof, obey your parents. The Greek word for obey is a word that means literally to listen attentively or literally to listen under, to come under the authority of your parents. So literally it is listen up, listen to your parents in the Lord. And here's the most important reason for this is right. This is the right thing to do. And when Paul says this is right, he's not just talking about it's just, just right. He's saying this is right because this is what God wants. And that should be enough. Whenever we look at the Bible and God says this is the right thing to do, that should be enough for us. Children, obey your parents for this is right. This is the right thing to do. And the word obey, as I mentioned, is listen attentively. Now, I looked up the word listen, and I want to take you to Proverbs chapter 5 and try to see the times that it's used in the Bible. Go to Proverbs chapter 5. And it's, it's used many times in the book of Proverbs, and I want you to see the context of these particular scriptures. In Psalm 81.13, God says, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. God in heaven says, oh, that my people would listen to me. And I think sometimes as a parent, we feel that way. We may have a wayward child. You may have a prodigal, and you might be crying out, oh, that my child would listen to me. You know, but sometimes it just doesn't happen in this world. There are many things that come against us and come at us, And so in the Proverbs, I want you to notice in Proverbs chapter 5, the Proverbs are all about really parents or a father's wisdom to his son or to his children. Proverbs 5 verse 7 says, Now then, my sons, listen to me. This is the the Hebrew word shema. And it's where we get the concept of the prayer, the shema. Hear, O Israel, The Lord your God or the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The word Shema means to listen and to obey. It doesn't simply mean, okay, I'll sit here and listen to you. That's not the idea of the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word means you're listening with an obedient ear. And so here a father is speaking to his sons and he says, he says, now then my sons, Proverbs 5, 7, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth Keep your way far from her, 
and do not go near the door of her house. Now, who do you think the her is? You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. We'd love to see who's listening. So please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. Whenever we look at the Bible and God says, this is the right thing to do, that should be enough for us. Children, obey your parents for this is right. This is the right thing to do. And the word obey, as I mentioned, is listen attentively. Now, I looked up the word listen, and I want to take you to Proverbs chapter 5 and try to see the times that it's used in the Bible. Go to Proverbs chapter 5. And it's, li- it's used many times in the book of Proverbs. And I want, to see, want you to see the context of these particular scriptures. In Psalm 81.13, God says, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would quickly subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. God in heaven says, Oh, that my people would listen to me. And I think sometimes as a parent, we feel that way. We may have a wayward child. You may have a prodigal. And you might be crying out, oh, that my child would listen to me. You know, but sometimes it just doesn't happen in this world. There are many things that come against us and come at us. And so in the Proverbs, I want you to notice in Proverbs chapter 5, the Proverbs are all about really parents or a father's wisdom to his son or to his children. Proverbs 5 verse 7 says, now then, my sons, listen to me. This is the, Greek, the Hebrew word shema. And it's where we get the concept of the prayer, the shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, or the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The word shema means to listen and to obey. It doesn't simply mean, okay, I'll sit here and listen to you. That's not the idea of the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word means you're listening with an obedient ear. And so here a father is speaking to his sons and he says, he says, now then my sons, Proverbs 5, 7, listen to me and do not depart from the words of my mouth. Keep your way far from her and do not go near the door of her house. Now who do you think the her is? The her, as you, if you've studied Proverbs, you know that just about every one of these passages, please hear me well, is about sexual sin. You go through the book of Proverbs and you see a father saying to his child, saying to his son, please listen to me. And when he says it, if you backtrack, look at verse 1, Proverbs 5, my son, give attention to my wisdom, incline your ear to my understanding that you may observe discretion and your lips may reserve knowledge. For the lips of an adulteress drip honey and smoother than oil is her speech, but in the end she is she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her, her steps lay hold of Sheol or the grave. She does not ponder the path of life. She doesn't really think about where this is going to take her. 
Her ways are unstable, and she does not know it. We have an epidemic in our society, and it's happening on our electronic devices, and it is everywhere, and it is engaging young men and women into a world that is a false fantasy world. And it leads to death. In that same book of Proverbs, it says, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. They've interviewed uh, some ladies who have gotten themselves, go to Proverbs 7, caught up in the pornographic industry. And these girls say, once they get out of the industry, that they have to be high on drugs to do what they do. And when the, the camera is on them, they are told, instructed to lie to the camera and say they love what they are doing. But they have come out, many of them have come out of that world, out of that lifestyle, and they've said it was a lie. The whole thing was a lie. I hated myself. I hated everything I was doing. And I had to get high to say to the camera, I enjoy this lifestyle. Nobody would. Because we all know what it entails. Now look at Proverbs chapter 7, same idea, verse 24. Now therefore, my sons, listen. Here's Shema again in Hebrew. Listen and obey. Listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to, see it again, her ways. Do not stray into her paths. And if you go back and you look at the context and you can start all the way back at verse 6, you'll see it again. There she is. My husband's away. Come on, let's go ahead and get together. He won't know. We can do this. It'll be fine. It'll be cool. But it's not. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 8. Look at verse 32. Proverbs 8, 32. Again, the repetition. Now therefore, O sons, listen to me. For blessed are they who keep my ways. Heed instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. If you want to be blessed... Listen up to what your parents are saying. And then Proverbs 13, go over there. Look at verse 1. It says, A wise son accepts his father's discipline, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. From the fruit of a man's mouth he enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is violence. The one who guards his mouth preserves his life. The one who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. If you want to be wise, you need to know, you need to understand that if you have a loving parent that disciplines you, that loving parent is doing that for a reason. And discipline is really meant for protection. As a matter of fact, in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, it says that if God doesn't discipline you, then you're an illegitimate child. You don't belong to God. For God disciplines the son in whom he delights. If you're without discipline, then you're without God. And so you know as a Christian, sometimes we've tried to stick our hand in the cookie jar. We've known better, and sometimes we've gotten zapped. Either sooner or later it will happen. We find ourselves in a tough spot. But if we do, it's because God loves us. God loves you enough to correct you. And if you have a parent that's in your kitchen, so to speak, and telling you, you know what, this is the right way, watch out for this, and you want to just roll your eyes and say, oh, how many times are they going to tell me this same thing? My mother did that to me when I was growing up, right? One time I tried to sneak off. We used to go to the beach on the bus. We were all surfers when I was in high school. Pastor Michael surfed, I can't believe it. Yes, he did. Now I can barely move my knees. But anyway, 
And one day we were, we were planning in my bedroom. And my friends and I, I was going to spend the night at my friend's house, and we were trying to wrap my boogie board in a uh, sleeping bag. Well, my mother had her head against the wall the whole time we were planning this, right? So we're just about to scoot out the door. Hey, hey, here we go. And my mother came in the room. What do you got in that uh, sleeping bag? (laughs) Well, the weekend was over. Mom had her ear. She knew what was going on, right? Now, why did she discipline me? Because she was an overprotective mother. (laughs) She didn't want us riding the bus to the beach. But we got into all kinds of things because, you know, we didn't always have the right um, people watching over us. So look at Proverbs 19 and look at verse 20. Proverbs 19 verse 20 says, Listen to counsel and accept discipline that you may be wise the rest of your days. You've heard it before, I'll say it again. If you are willing to learn from the mistakes of others, you will save yourself a lot of pain. But if you want the pain, you can have it. The world and the devil will happily dish it out to you. I'm just saying it to you right now. If you have somebody come across your path and you say, oh, what does that old fuddy-duddy know anyway? Right? Let me tell you something. Old fuddy duddies were once as young as you. I have the pictures to prove it. My son posted a picture of me on Facebook when I was, I think, 19. And I mentioned that Scott Bauer saw the picture and said, Pastor Michael, man, your shoulders were wide and you had kind of this V thing going on. Boy, you used to look good. And I said, wow, thanks a lot, Mr. Bauer. Anyway, yeah, go to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Nothing against Scott. He was right. (laughs) I look different. Anyway, we all did, right? Proverbs 23, look at verse 19. Listen, my son, and be wise, and direct your heart in the way. Do not be with... Now, you don't think the Bible's uh, relevant. Now the Bible's going to talk about sex outside of marriage and getting drunk. You've been listening to Pass It On, Part 1 on Walk in Truth, Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 4. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Walk in Truth, our church, and the events and studies we have going on, then download our free Living Truth app in your app store. The Living Truth app is the one with the red logo with the pillars. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Oh, here's a question. How do you get a teenager to honor the Lord and their parents? <laughs> Some of you may be saying, I don't know, between the ages of 12 and uh, 27, no, uh, 12 and 18, it's hard, 19, I don't know. It can be a challenge. You know, those teenage years, things can flip quickly, and all of a sudden you're like, who is this person? And going through that life change um as you know, you go through adolescence and all of that, it, it can be tough. It can be tough on our kids. And and it's like, well, how do we get them where they need to be? Sometimes it's going to be somebody other than you who's reinforcing what you've been teaching at home. I heard somebody recently say, you know, my child came home and shared something like it was a brand new revelation that a mentor shared with them. And I've been telling them that for, you know, 10 years. And 
that just seems to be how it is. So in those very formative, incredibly important years, um, try to keep a close eye on the social media stuff. Keep your kid connected to a youth group. Make sure that they have some mentors outside of you who are positive and, uh, you know, good, solid, godly people and surround them with that. And I think that's the best way to do it. Hey, and speaking of uh, mentors and youth groups, Wednesday nights at Living Truth, we have a midweek service with a incredibly uh, dynamic youth group, junior high, senior high. We also have things for kids all the way up from, you know, uh, baby toddler care all the way up to uh, sixth grade and an incredible youth group that meets concurrent uh, with the midweek Bible study. It's all happening at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, where I serve as senior pastor. 7 p.m. each Wednesday, the midweek service at Living Truth, 1009 Arsenal Way in Corona, right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. And if you'd like to come out and bring out your teenager and come and fellowship yourself, you can get the Bible study in the main sanctuary while they get encouraged in their youth group. You can find out information and directions when you call 844-48-TRUTH or go to walkintruth.com and click on the church tab and you can find out everything you need to know about the fellowship. Again, call 844-48-TRUTH, 844-48-TRUTH during normal business hours and we'd be happy to help you with any questions. Well, we'll be talking more about Pass It On tomorrow and we'll see you, Lord willing, right here. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 6, 1 through 4, called Pass It On. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.